2: Post your free job on linkedin.com/recommend today.
3: The following is a paid commercial program. Welcome to the show. This is Andy Webb with Lifestyles Unlimited. And as always, we are working on your financial freedom. Yeah, I hope you caught last week's show. We talked a little bit about that big number that we heard in the press earlier in the week. That was the inflation number. I'm going to bring that up one more time. I'm going to keep bringing that up because it keeps going up, (laughs) you know. Unfortunately for us, headed into the Christmas season. So we talked about that last week, Six point two. Percent year year-on-year increase in October, and throughout the show, we talked about some of the benefits of real estate in that context, and why buying one single-family house can add to your bottom line easily two, three, four, five, maybe six hundred dollars a month net that you're bringing home from from that property that you're keeping in your wallet that you can then go out and use to help absorb that inflation. Now, two to 600 on average, on average here in Texas, we tend to see about $400 per house. And I talked to you, in fact, on that same show about a case study that I had seen that was from our San Antonio market. I'm up in Dallas, Fort Worth, and the couple that had presented on one of their more recent single family houses, well, what were they bringing in? $520. So these are real people, real results that we're talking about, especially when it comes to those case studies. And would that not be life-changing right now? Learning the skill set to be able to create that kind of additional income when you need to. And, and even to go so far as to retire you altogether. Now that, now, that one house, 200 to $600 a month, that will not do it. But if you build up a portfolio, that'll do it. And I'm talking houses. We also, at Lifestyles Unlimited, we also invest in apartments. We're not going to talk so much into the today on into the details of apartments or houses. But I want to come back to that number. Inflation again, up 6.2% in October. I went back and I looked at the stats for this year. For 2021, January, 1.4% inflation rate. February, 1.67. March, 2.62. These are more in line with what we've really grown used to Over the years, but now we're starting to see some change. And you will hear that change is hard. And this type of change is very hard. April, like we said, 4.2. May, 5% increase in inflation year on year. June, 5.4. It just keeps going up. July, 5.4. August, 5.3, a little bit of a dip. But then September, we're back up at 5.4. And then that big number in October, 6.2. So clearly that trend, that trend is going in the wrong direction. Now, I have an interesting trend for you, another recent stat, statistic that you may have heard. This one really fascinates me. Did you hear the September quits rate? So a couple of weeks ago, they, they published the uh, Job Openings and Labor Turnover Survey, the Bureau of Labor Statistics did. And as part of that, the labor turnover portion, they talk about the quits rate. And the quits rate is where people are voluntarily leaving their jobs. They're choosing to do this. They are choosing to make that very big change. So let's go back here to a few months and look at the trend. May, 3.6 million, already a big number. June, 3.9. July, 4.0. August, August was the biggest number on record to date. 4.3 million people quit their jobs voluntarily. Now, if you would give me a drum roll, please. September, we broke that record yet again. 4.4 million people quit their jobs. 4.4 million. And again, I, I am very fascinated by this particular statistic. I, I really do like to see people out there taking control. And I'm reading into the numbers in part. Some people are having to move. They're making that choice because their wages are low. They're moving into a higher paying job, but they are taking control. Some are just resigning and, and just staying off the payroll altogether. They're, they're just quitting. They're out of the workforce. Of course, that begs the question, how are they getting by once they quit? Whatever they're doing, whatever you're doing, whether you want to quit, whether whether you want to become an apartment investor, we mentioned that a moment ago, or whether you just want to pick up one single family rent house to better absorb that inflation. Well, it's going to take some change. Again, that that track record we've seen inflation, that's a change that's going to be hard to, to stomach for a lot of people. But change in general is hard. Change is difficult. And, of course, I don't mean the loose change you find in your couch. Let me tell you about my son. He loves that change. Small change, picks up a quarter on the curb, picks up a dirty penny. We bring it home, soak it in vinegar, shine it, get it clean. And he puts it into one of his piggy banks. Yeah, one of his piggy banks. This guy, he has three piggy banks, all with sundry piles of small change. And as I was putting together this show and thinking about him and his piggy banks, he got one for his birthday years ago. He picked up one on a recent road trip. The third one came out of a hoarder house. My wife likes to hang on to that stuff. I'm going to tell you that dirty little secret right there. But we've got a piggy bank we cleaned up from a hoarder house. But he's got coins in each of those. And it reminds me of a lot of you out there. Those various 401ks that you may have sitting with small change, with old employers, very common. You move a job. Maybe you're one of those that quit earlier on in the year, left a 401k with an employer, just sitting out there. You can tap into that now, by the way. Maybe you've done that twice. Maybe you've done that three times. Maybe you've done that four times. Get into that piggy bank there. Cash out those 401ks to buy that single family house that we're talking about. Ah, but Andy, that goes against everything I've learned Everything I've learned, I, I learned the the path to retirement is to go to school, get good grades so I can get into college and get good grades to get a good job and save for retirement with that very 401k or those sundry little piggy banks you have here and there. And here we are. Retirement is nowhere in sight. And with that inflation... Your journey there is now going to take even longer. So you've got to do something different. Back to that single-family rent house. Add $300, $400, $500, maybe $600 a month to your income. How do we get there? We're going to talk about that when we come back. So stay tuned. Call from mom. Answer it.
0: Call silenced.
2: So start looking in the right place with LinkedIn. You can hire professionals like a professional post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Baseball is back and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out of market regular season game on your favorite streaming devices, anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand.
1: Welcome back to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Now, let's get back to your map to financial freedom.
3: Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Andy Webb, and I thank you for listening today. Thanks for spending your time with me. And we're talking about getting into that first single-family house, maybe even getting into that first apartment deal. Really, I've been focused on the single-family house because it is it's a very mechanical process. Once you learn to do it, it is very easy. It is very repeatable. It's very scary the first time you do it. But adding an additional 300 400 $500 a month to your bottom line right now, I know that could help. Especially, again, as we see that inflation trend going up and up and up. I gave you the numbers in the first segment. So how do we get there? Is it learning how to buy that house? Is it learning how to rehab that house? Is it learning how to find that tenant, find that great resident that's going to take great care of your house and keep paying that rent so you get that $500 coming into your pocket every month? Yeah, that's part of it. That's part of it. That's a skill set. That That is a skill set that you can learn. And that's one of the things we do at Lifestyles Unlimited. We are an education And mentoring group, we've been around for over 30 years. Del Walmsley was our founder, founded Lifestyles Unlimited 30 plus years ago. But that skill set piece is not what's going to stop you from getting started. That is something that can be learned. 70% of millionaires have gotten to that status of millionaire through real estate. They figured out how to do it. But they had to overcome that biggest hurdle, which is change in their mindset. Mindset change. Change is hard, and that particular change is probably the most difficult. Mindset change may be some behavioral change as well. So I want to talk through change and, and, and how, some strategies you can take to make sure you do see success. We're going to actually take it from the other perspective, which is things you'll probably do to make sure that you fail at change. And talk about how to remediate that. And speaking of change, I did go just this past weekend uh, to the two-day financial freedom seminar here in Dallas-Fort Worth. This was taught by David Fisher. I interviewed him a couple of weekends ago. You can go to lifestylesunlimited.com, click on the radio tab, find our podcast, and listen to him. You can catch last week's show where we talked about uh, uh, the benefits of real estate as well. I encourage you to, to do that. Speaking of change, a good portion of the financial freedom seminar, we do get into those mechanics that I talked about, how to find that house, how to buy that house, how to renovate that house, getting, finding the tenants. I learned some stuff there. I've been doing this for nine and a half years, but I got some notes and, and there's some takeaways for me on the single family side. There's some takeaways for me on the multifamily side. I like going to these things because it is continuous education because things out in the market do change. But more broadly, more broadly we addressed or David addressed at this seminar a lot of the mindset change that you need to be able to take that first step and buy that first single family house and it was very fascinating to me the way the the room is set up it's in a, a slight uh, curve facing the stage so you got the chairs in the middle you got the wings off to the sl- side at a slight angle I made sure to sit off at the side so that I could turn and face the bulk of the audience, the the, the people that were here for the first time, and, and watch their faces as we went through the material on day one and day two. This is a two-day financial freedom seminar, 16 hours. 16 hours, not to mention all the quality time over the lunch break after, before David actually came in early on day two and taught some special content so more than 16 hours really but it was interesting to sit there and i could see the change i mean literally see the change in in people's body posture as they absorbed what david told them as they processed the numbers as they again hear less so on some of the mechanical stuff now a lot of people's eyes lit up on the multifamily piece and how we can really scale that's a big piece it's a big piece for a lot of people, but I saw that change. I saw that excitement, that understanding that people were gleaning from the two days, new verve and some zeal there. That's why we call the the, the teachers of the two-day financial freedom seminar life changers. Now, David, he, he'll tell you in the seminar, he doesn't like that name. He prefers the term career killer, something like that, because that's what happens in the long run. You you wind up attaining your financial freedom, not, not with that first house, but maybe with the 10th or, or the 15th or maybe multifamily. And you resign, you retire. He has he has killed your career, ruined your career. But we call those life. T- David Fisher here in Dallas, down in down in San Antonio, Houston, Central Texas. Uh, Ed, Greg, Lee. We have any number that are doing this nationally as well. And these are live nationally. You you can go to a number of places where, where these are taught: Seattle, Phoenix, Jacksonville, Atlanta, across the nation. And that's that's on our website. You can learn more there. But you can attend these in person. You can also do these online. It is virtual. I don't know how many people were in attendance virtually, but very, very fascinating to me. But a big piece of that conversation was around mindset change. Now, I'm not going to talk about mindset change in detail necessarily, but I do want to address what broadly makes change difficult. This is something you do want to think about and as you approach this concept of attaining your financial freedom, taking down that first single family house, you're going to have to address this. And I, I like there's a there's a website psychology today. I've, I've dug up a lot of good information here over the years, uh, stuff that's helped me think about what I'm doing. Cognitive biases. That's a big one. That's a big one. I'll talk about one of those potentially here in the last segment, but there was an article very recent. It well, was about a year ago, October, 2020. This was penned by Theo Saucides. Who, that sounds like Greek to me, a uh, PhD. And the, the title is what makes change difficult. And, and they, and they talk about approaches that will make change hard or even impossible that's the, the subtitle here. What they do acknowledge very quickly out the gate, and I'll circle back to this at the very end, is that change requires some things on your part. It's going to take effort. It's going to take resilience, meaning if you have, you don't quite get what you need or don't quite attain that thing that you thought you were going to, you bounce back and keep going. It's going to take planning. It's going to take support. These, these are things that are going to help you make change, approach change more more readily, more easily. But what are you doing that's making it more difficult. Number one, he says, you're trying to change too many things at once. Trying to change too many things at once. I get that. You're, you're, you're a hamster in a wheel. You're just trying to go faster and faster to hit all of these goals that you've set for yourself. Start out by staying focused. And, and, and here I would tell you, start with mindset. Because again, this is probably the hardest part. Going through that mindset reset. So maybe you focus on that, let's say, in quarter one. Let's just take this from a, an annual perspective quarter one resetting your mindset digesting reading listening to to everything that can help you do that the two-day financial freedom seminar that I sat in that's a great place to be going to the lifestyles unlimited case studies and hearing other people and how they overcame their mindset hurdles. Learn as well why this conventional wisdom path that we described in segment one is not going to help you get to that early retirement let alone help you more readily, more easily absorb that inflation that we talked about, that we're all seeing. So you start with mindset. Focus. Focus on that. Once you've started to change your mindset, maybe quarter two, you, you take that hard step that you know you have to take. And you break with conventional wisdom. What is that difficult step? We'll hit that when we come back. So stick around. 13-7, Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Andy Webb. You're listening to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. And if you have any questions for me, send me an email to askandy at l-u-i-n-c dot com. And we're talking today about change. Change is hard. You try to lose weight. You said we're we're coming up on the end of the year. We're coming up on the beginning of a new year. What happens? You set all these random New Year's resolutions and you set a bunch of them. Going to lose weight. Quit drinking i going, going to find a new job. I'm going to join those in that quits rate. I want to make that number go even higher and higher. You take on too much. You're trying to change too many things at once, and that's going to cause you to fail. And that's what we're looking at is what makes change difficult. And, and again, number one, this is an article in, in Psychology Today from October 16th of 2020. And changing too many things at once is a problem. Spread it out over time. Start with your mindset. When we're thinking about real estate investing, a big piece of what you will have to do is changing your mindset from the conventional wisdom path. Why are you going to need to do that? Well, when it comes to the next step in this process, once you've changed that mindset or started to get a better understanding of where you need to be, you're going to take a very, very difficult step. Maybe, maybe steps. Number one, you, you may be you, you followed that conventional wisdom, you, you've listened to other people out there on the radio, you've got that paid off house that you live in. Maybe it's worth three hundred thousand dollars. Paid off, you don't own, you, you don't owe any debt on it. Well you understand now finally because of that mindset change you've gone through, that the house is not making you any money. David Fish will tell you that's exactly what he did. I've talked to a number of people. That's exactly what they have done. I talked to some people at the at the Financial Freedom Seminar. They're having trouble with this very point. And that's something you're going to need to get over. They're going to go out, do a cash-out refi on the house. 80% is what you can do here in Texas on a Homestead. That gives you $240,000, boom, to start working with. Cash-out refi. You've got some seed money to get into that first house. Boy, with that, with that volume of cash, forget the houses, get into apartments. You can get into any number of apartment investments with that kind of cash. But you're going to have to change your mindset. You're going to have to get away from that conventional path that you've been on all your life. You're going to have to do that cash out refi. I've done the very thing just, uh, just this year on my own property. The boat in the backyard... Got that that moped, got got that motorcycle, not riding it, getting a little bit of dust in the garage. Sell it. Seed money to get into that next deal, that first house. I did that very thing. Had the motorcycle, child was born, quit riding it. I loved riding it, but I had to get rid of it. I had to free up that capital. Seed money. Let's get back to those piggy banks you have sitting with prior employers, those 401ks that are sitting out there forgotten. Tap into those. I know that's hard. Conventional wisdom says that's how you get to retirement is by saving your way to retirement in the 401k or the IRA or the TSP. you have to tap into that. Pull some funds out. Maybe stop contributing at your current job. Seed money to get into that first house, that second house, that third house, that apartment investment. That's what I'm talking about. Mindset change to allow you to get to that capital that you're going to need to get into. These investments. Now go out and buy that first rental house. And boy, you're going to start to realize the benefits that we talked about on last week's show. Simple benefits that come with a single family house, cash flow, equity capture on that deal, equity buildup, appreciation, the tax advantages. But if you try to change too much at once, you may Wind up shooting yourself in the foot. Number two, they say one change involves other changes. Well, okay, that kind of flies in the face of number one, I think. But you may find yourself having to change other habits as you approach that mindset. You know, our daily activities are basically habits. It's like I I love taking my son to the to the Dallas Zoo just down the road here from us. There's an anteater at the zoo, and what does that anteater do? He's just walking in circles around that enclosure. It's outdoors. And there's this track that is just worn into the ground around the the perimeter of his enclosure. He just walk, 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 trods, trods all day long in circles, day in and day out. He's established this habit. You have them too. Get up, read the paper, watch the watch the morning news, go to work, listen to AM radio. I plug you there, of course. Get home, read the news again, watch the latest on the news. Maybe maybe go to poker with your buddies. Look. You're going to have to break some of these habits, maybe several habits, less attention on that daily local newscast. They're feeding you a bunch of junk anyhow. Maybe take a break from that weekly poker game or guy's night out at, out, out at the bar. Instead, focus, read more on finances. Maybe attend one of those Lifestyles limited case studies to help you again with that mindset, to reinforce the things you've already decided you're going to do. Basically, you need, need, need to change your habits and redirect the time that you are wasting to more Productive avenues so that change in mindset that change that where you've decided i'm going to i'm going to get off the conventional wisdom path i'm going to try this i'm going to buy a single family house it's going to involve other changes Don't let that stop you Embrace that Number three this is big This is big The status quo is comfortable I, I can't argue with that That is why it is called the conventional wisdom path, because that is what everybody does. That is the status quo for our nation. That's the thing you've been doing for 20, 30, 40, maybe 50 years. Status quo. It's not changing. And remember the definition of insanity. It's doing the same thing over and over and over again like that anteater, but expecting different results. But hey, you're comfortable, you have a good life. Hey, good, good for you. But as Dell will tell you, what gets in the way of a great life, it's that very good life. Here change is important and here mindset is important. That mindset change is critical. You have to recognize that you are embracing the status quo and be willing to be challenged to try something new. But then there's another problem. Number four, you're unclear about the benefits of the change that you're, that you're thinking about. And, and there are two angles to think about this here. I think from the personal per- perspective, this is where you will need to sit down and define your why, the reason that you want to make this change that you're considering in the first place. This is the bigger picture for you. For me, it's my four-year-old son now. That was not my reason when I started. But, boy, since he's come along, that is my focus, giving him a better life, creating legacy for him and for my wife, of course. So what is your reason? Why is it that you want to make this change? Why is it that you're thinking about that single-family house? Now, we talked about the benefits. You can go listen to last week's show. Again, go to LifestylesUnlimited.com, click on the radio tab. We'll talk about the benefits there. That's one reason, of course. And that's the other angle, really, is why real estate? But you can listen to that on the on the prior prior show. But it's, it's a question then for you. Why change from that 401k? Why get off of the conventional wisdom path? Well, we talked about the benefits last week, but I think bigger picture for you is defining your why. And this can be difficult in and of itself, because guess what? That evening news, that that poker game, you're going to need to take a break, spend some time deep thinking. I read a really good book. It's been a number of years now. It's by a guy named Cal Newport, Cal, C-A-L, Cal Newport, called Deep Work. Rules for Focused Success in a Distracted World. And he gets into the very topic of the fact that we are all so distracted by our TVs, by our laptops, by our phones. They're with us all day long. You probably check it multiple times a day and probably a few times at night. That's going to keep you from spending the time you need to figure out that why, to get that bigger picture reason to make the change you need to do in the first place. To be clear about the benefits of that change. So if you're having trouble focusing, give that book a read. Again, it's called Deep Work, a gentleman named Cal Newport. So you may be unclear about the benefits, and then your change itself, that, that direction you're wanting to go may be a little too broad, a little too vague, as they put it here. I want to retire early. Okay, what's early? What does that mean? I want to retire before I'm 50. I'm 30 now. Okay, well, when exactly is that going to occur? I plan to retire in three years. Hey, there's a better deadline. I'm going to buy X number of single-family rent houses to create the passive income to offset my Y dollars in income in that three years. There you go. That's not broad. That's not vague. When we come back, we'll flesh this out a little more and wrap up the show, so stick around. Talk
4: 1370, the right choice.
1: Welcome back to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. It's time to turn up the volume and fine-tune your passive income plan so you can create the lifestyle you've always wanted.
3: Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Andy Webb. We started out the show by taking another look. Did it last week, doing it again this week at inflation, 6.2%. It keeps going up. We looked at the historical trends since the start of the year, Started the year at 1.2% or so. Now we're at 6.2%. It just keeps climbing. In order to help you offset that inflation, you need more income. We talked about this on last week's show. The best way to get there is to create passive income from real estate. A single family house, just one, can create an additional $400 a month. That's going to help you when you go to the fuel pump. That's going to help you when you go to the grocery store. But you're going to run into hurdles because that's going to require change. Not just a small change, not just cash. You're going to need that. But mindset change. And there are a lot of things you can do to sabotage yourself along the way. And we're looking at an article here. This is in Psychology Today. What makes change difficult? We talk about seven things that you do that cause problems in, in, in your success, that prevent success with that change. Changing too many things at once. That that can be a pretty big problem. You get diluted. You get distracted. Number two, one change might involve other changes. Uh-oh, I wasn't ready for that. You need to think a little bit about what you're doing, of course. Find a mentor, somebody maybe that's gone through this process. Number three, status quo is simply comfortable. I want to make the change, but I don't really want to make the change. You've got to want to do it. And it's so easy to get lured by that good life that you enjoy and you do enjoy it, but you could have a great life. If you make that change, that mindset change, but Hey, you may be number four, a little bit unclear. What are the benefits? And here you have to, this is on you. You have to spend some time figuring out why your, why? Why make that change in the first place? Is it more time with the kids, the grandkids, traveling? Community. Giving back. That's up to you, and you're gonna need to spend some time thinking to get there. And again, I mentioned a good book, a guy named Cal Newport called Deep Work that will help you maybe disengage a bit from all the distractions that we experience in our lives right now. And finally, we're getting on to number five. That that change is often your notion of change. What it is you're thinking about changing is it's too broad. Your your idea is too broad, it's maybe a little vague. Simply saying, I want to retire early. Well, what does that mean? If, before I'm 50. Well, okay, yeah. well, how old are you now? How soon before you're 50? Well, I, I plan to retire in three years. We're dialing that that change in. We're, we're getting a little more specific. And really what I'm talking about here is setting goals. You you, you want to spend some time, again, thinking about that, that book, Deep Work, setting concrete goals, especially as we approach the end of the year and the beginning of the new year. Don't overdo it. Remember, you can you can approach too many changes at once and become diluted and distracted. But when it comes to those goals, set concrete goals, commonly called SMART goals. SMART is an acronym. You want them to be specific, not I want to retire early. I plan to retire in three years. That's specific. It's measurable. Did I do it? Did I not? It's attainable. It's absolutely achievable. That's the A. And that attainable goal, whatever it is, it could be a stretch Attainable does not necessarily mean easy. The R and smart, relevant. It has to be relevant to that overarching change that you're trying to achieve. And very, very important, it does need to be time-bound. If you don't put a a deadline on yourself, it's just going to keep rolling out. going to do what Congress does, kick the can down the road. Call it something. It's not inflation. It's transitory. Just name it something else and forget about it. It's okay. Don't do that. Put a time-bound, put a deadline on that goal. That's going to give you direction. That's going to help you stay on that path towards change and towards permanent change. Did you know that change, implementing a change, maybe call it a habit in this case, in your life, it can take anywhere from 18 days to a full, almost a full year of repeating, of, of, of repetition to really cement that in your life. But again, going back to the notion of goals, it's often, it's often too broad. You know, at the two-day financial freedom seminar on Sunday, they brought in a couple of the mentors, one of our single-family mentors and one of the multifamily mentors. Boy, that multifamily mentor, he was, Alex is his name, he was on fire. And he talked about how he approaches this very topic of goals. And this is going to tie us into number six, which is abandoning efforts too quickly. Often we're looking for low-hanging fruit. and eh, I want the easy stuff. But when it comes to those goals that we just talked about, and with respect to number five, the change is often a little bit too broad Thinking about abandoning those efforts too quickly, how do you prevent yourself from doing that in the face of a long-term goal? It's way out there. It's a couple years out there. It's easy to become distracted, to become discouraged. Well, what you do is what Alex told us he does. You get granular. I mean, this guy, he's got a 10-year goal or goals. He's got five-year, three-year. He sets an annual goal. I'm sure he's done that already for the coming year. Quarterly, monthly, weekly, daily. Does that sound like a lot of work? Does that sound hard to sit down and do? I'm sure it is. You're not going to hit, but here's the thing. Here's where this will yield some fruit. You're not going to hit that annual goal immediately by its nature. It's a long-term goal, but you're probably going to hit that daily goal. That daily goal is what's going to move you slowly towards that annual goal. And here is the beauty of that granularity when it comes to goal setting, that weekly goal, that daily goal. You are going to get rewarded when you hit that. And I don't mean money. I don't mean a bite of chocolate cake. You're going to get a bit of dopamine. This is scientifically proven. And this, this, you know, I had to to do a little bit more research on this. And just to reinforce what I'm about to tell you, and this was also in psychology today. This was back in 2016, also in October. Different author, Ralph uh, Ryback, he's a medical doctor. But they talk about the science of accomplishing your goals. And there are three things they talk about. Number one, turn that goal into a habit, right? Make it repeatable. A good habit. Not that anteater habit, walking around the enclosure in a circle, in a circle all day long. Create a habit, number one. Number two, change your environment. Going back to the weekly poker game, those guys are probably not going to get you to that goal of financial freedom (laughs) unless you're playing for big stakes. Maybe you need to get out to that Lifestyles Unlimited case study. Start to work to surrounding yourself with people that are doing what you want to do. That will get you to that goal. But more importantly, number three, use dopamine to your advantage. Dopamine, it's a a chemical. It's often known as the, quote, feel-good neurotransmitter because that's what it does. You feel good. You get that like on Facebook, dopamine, bam. You score a goal in soccer, dopamine, bam. You check off the little box next to that daily goal, bam. You get a flood of dopamine. You feel good about it, and you want to keep doing it. You do that, right? You're reviewing your list for the day. Hey, I did that. Check. I did that. Man, I'm feeling great. What happens? You go to bed feeling great. You wake up feeling great and ready to hit the day and get on to that next goal. Now, it's going to take you some time to to lay that out, I would tell you. And some of those daily goals are probably daily goals you're doing every Monday, every Tuesday. Same thing, I do this thing on Tuesday. Check, I did it. Wednesday, these are all things that should move you forward. I'm not talking about reading the newspaper. But the big problem with goals and with change is that you abandon your efforts towards that change too quickly. And having these goals, and not just the long-term, annual, or even 10-year goal, but rather that granular, weekly, and daily goal, that is going to give you the positive reinforcement you need to continue. Finally, number seven here in this article, they get to things that are going to stop you in your tracks when it comes to making change. Number seven is changing other people. And this is very interesting, by the way. Uh, It's a little bit different from the rest that we've talked about. And if you ask David Fisher, who is one of our, quote, life changers at the Financial Freedom Seminar, I bet he will tell you just how hard it is to change people because that is exactly what he's trying to do. Help people make those big changes in their life every month. He comes up to Dallas-Fort Worth every month. And again, I sat in that front row and I turned around, and I watched the people and I could see that he was having a positive impact, changing other people. Not everybody, <laughs> there are still the skeptics out there. But in fact, let's say you want to do this real estate thing, but your significant other does not. Here, here's where changing other people really comes into the conversation. They're skeptical. They have their doubts. Maybe they're even staunchly opposed. I'm not going to listen to you. What are you talking about? Well, maybe you can come to the two-day financial freedom seminar and bring them or even better, Send them by themselves so that they can explore without you standing in their shadow saying, I told you so. See that? That's what I was talking about. And in fact, I met a guy at the Financial Freedom Seminar this weekend here in Irving, here in Dallas, Texas. Guess what? He came from California because his wife, she said, I want to do this thing. He was the skeptic. So she sent him, hey, you're going to go check this thing out. And over the course of two days, I don't know where he landed, but it looked like he was, it looked like David was getting him there. So if you're trying to change someone else, maybe that shouldn't be you making the change. Employ an agent like David, like somebody else to help persuade, in this case around real estate investing. And here's a thought as well. Since change is hard, change is hard, why don't you set your kids off on the right path now, the better path? And here I'm not talking about that conventional wisdom path. Buy a rental house. Get them involved. Help them understand investing as an alternative to working. Help them understand passive income. Help them understand, you know, just the mechanics of a house, dealing with contractors, dealing with residents, accounting, balancing a checkbook. Bring them to a case study with you or on a single family road trip or to our financial freedom seminar. Just like the gentleman from California, many others that were in attendance this weekend, working on that mindset change and changing their lives. You can do it too. Check us out at lifestylesunlimited.com. You can attend our free workshop or read more about coming to that very two day seminar.
4: Dale Wamsley offers some tips on a better lifestyle, even as independent as you are. When you own and work in your own business, if you stop working, you're right back to where you were. If your boss cut you off, if you don't get up and go to work, you're not going to earn any money. And so you need to learn how to become interdependent. Now, even after you become interdependent, you're going to start working on something called mastery. Mastery is something that is so different than just doing. When you master something, you are going to be able to anticipate and eliminate all of the problems that would normally occur to the guy just trying to work his way through something. You're in front of the problems, not behind the problems. You've got the thing figured out so well that when you start a new business, it's nothing.
3: Thank you for listening today. And remember, it's not the money, it's the lifestyle.